it's been kind of a rough week, I think, for all of us. And I took a week off, kinda, to reconsider what it is that I wanted to do. I kind of took this time to pick up all the things that I'm doing, hold them close to my heart, and ask myself, do you spark joy? And while that might sound silly, it's actually exactly what I did. And I have made some decisions, and I know what I'm doing going forward. So let's talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. Welcome back to my podcast. And it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. And I think we all need to acknowledge that it's not only been a rough couple days, but it's been a rough month. It's been a rough year. This has just been a tricksy time for all of us. And the sooner we admit that publicly, the better off we all will be. Because more than anything, that's the real struggle right now, isn't it? That's the real fight that we're having, is learning to be honest with ourselves and others. And that, more than anything, is what I would like to talk about on this episode of the podcast, because I have been doing a lot. I have been doing the stuff for YouTube. I've been doing a lot of podcasts. I've been working on a lot of stories. I've been doing a lot of artwork. I've been doing a lot of world building. I've been developing a tabletop game and a computer game. And I don't even know if that's it. Like there's more, there's more, but that's enough. That's enough to list. And I like doing all of it. You know what I don't like? You know what really started driving me crazy? Having to report back to the interwebs like they were my manager or my boss about where I was in a project. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. That did not spark joy in me. And I want you to start thinking about that because I really started asking these questions last year during NRIMO and even more during camp earlier this year. But I don't know how healthy it is for me to be fixated on a daily basis about how many words I'm getting written and stacking that up and doing the comparisons and seeing the charts and seeing the numbers and really being all about numbers, 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 numbers. And I know that works for some people. That's important for some people. And I'm very glad that I've done it up to this point. Because it's helped me learn what helps, what works, what doesn't work for me. It's helped me learn my rhythms. It's, it's, it's taught me actually quite a bit about how I get work done. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it has been nothing but nightmare pain from beyond the grave. Because I tell myself, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And now I have quotas. 
I have quotas that I have to live up to. I have quotas that I need to meet. And everything. Everything's panic. Everything's crunch time. Everything is just frustrating. Because if I take a day off to do artwork, or to do pictures, or to do promotion, or any of the other things that I need to do for my business, and those don't reflect in the numbers, then it looks like I didn't do anything. And while I could make up some fuzzy math and make it work, like give myself points, I may do that at some point. I may gamify my life a lot more, but that that's, that's December Charlie's problem. <laughs> November Charlie needs to just stop with all of it because... I have so much that I want to do and getting stuck on the numbers is not helping me at all. I feel like I have contributed to a toxic way of thinking about writing. I feel that I have been contributing to this by sharing my word counts publicly. And I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I've had too many people talk, tell me that they feel like they're behind or wish they could be doing what I'm doing or feeling shame that they're not hitting numbers like I had been. And that's not what I was hoping to do with all that. I just wanted to track my own numbers because it's hard to get people to understand the position of privilege that I have coming into all this. I am a writer, a podcaster. It's what I do. I write and I record. That's what I do. That's what I spend all of my time doing. I, I don't have to take care of children other than, you know, my three cats and a dog, you know, fur babies and you know the occasional husband but he's housebroken and he usually take care of himself and i don't have an outside job so i can pretty much just focus on my creativity so it is extremely unfair for other people to look at my numbers and wish that they were doing the same when they don't have the same material conditions that I do to make those numbers happen. So I'm, I'm just not going to be sharing them much anymore. I'm not saying I'm never going to do it because there are times when I feel that it is appropriate and I may continue doing maybe monthly millwordy updates or something because I'm not really quitting tracking them. It's just... I really don't enjoy sharing them because I don't want other people to feel bad and I don't want myself to feel bad. I've been talking about this a lot on the YouTube channel, but I, I do a lot more than just writing. And so when I have days when I'm focused on other projects, such as the game design or the artwork, my numbers go to zero. And very often they go to zero. And then I feel guilty because I'm not putting up like giant numbers. 
but that's okay. <laughs> you know, that's fine. It's, it's not a problem. I am okay with it. But I'm not okay with it because I know I'm going to have to show this to other people and it's going to look like I'm slacking. It's going to look like I'm not doing things. And thus, I don't want to stop and do the artwork. I don't want to stop and do the recordings. I don't want to do any of those other things because it gives the appearance that I'm not taking my writing seriously. And that's when I realized the problem with all the numbers thing that's going on in the writing community right now. Word count does not a novel make. Now, yeah, that, that's half a lie because, you know, word, a, no, a novel is anything over 50,000 words. But on the other side of it, it, it's not about getting the word count. Someone like a Stephen King can put out as many books as he does because he writes 2,000 words a day, every day, consistently, no matter what, 2,000 words every day. And every three months, he finishes a book. Every three months, he finishes a book. And that's what he does. And bully for him. Yay for him. That That's wonderful. And if you can do that, do that. If you can do more than that, do that. But there's so much pressure amongst the people in the community to put out numbers. I, I would much rather put out a whole bunch of short stories that people love and that matter than to get giant daily word counts. I just want to write stories that matter to me, at least if to nobody else. And so I want that spirit to be about me. I want that to be the thing that I leave in this community, not this obsession over word counts and hitting goals because I'd rather get my book finished in a healthy way than to just push through. So in the end, and it's not really the end, like there's more to the podcast and there's more to just about everything going on right now. But like what will hopefully be my final note on this topic for a while I just want us to be creative together. I want us to build our worlds. I want us to do the things that make us happy because more than anything right now, yeah, I get it. Life is hard right now. Money is strained. Everything is a thousand times harder than it needs to be. But to me, the way we combat all of that is through creativity. It's our imaginations that are going to help us see the path forward. It's our imaginations that are going to help us see the way we break out of all of this crap and find a way to healing, find a way to rebuild, find a way to strengthen our country, our communities, our families, and our friendships. That's all going to come through creativity. And that's where I want to be coming from. And I've just been overly obsessed with all this for too long. Just for too long. Like, I have so many stories, not only in the hopper, but that are sitting there written. Just needing editing. They just need to be edited. That That's it. They're at a point where they need, need to go over them, to look through them, to get them to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, that that's ready to go out into the world. And yet, 
that's not what I'm doing. I am worrying about the numbers. So I would like for all of us, especially as the new year is slowly starting to approach. And this is a really mean thing to ask people to start doing, especially in the middle of NaNoWriMo, which a lot of people are still doing. But I want you to start thinking now about what you want to do, what your creative goals actually are. And I mean creative goals. I don't mean your publishing dreams. I don't mean any of that stuff that we've started to talk about instead. And you know what? You know the type of content, right? I mean, what do you actually want to get out of your creativity? Do you want to have a whole bunch of standalone books that are powerful? Do you want to create a world that people just delve into and get lost in? Do you want to create an epic series that takes people to a different world and carries them away? What is it that you want? What's your real goal? Because none of us woke up one morning and went, ah, my true desire in the universe is to have written one million words. Because, I mean, if that's the case, just write one million words a whole bunch of times. And then you're there. Yay, miracle. It's, it's happened. It's it, magic. Because that's not really the goal, right? That's not really what we're after. That's not really what we want. We each have something. That secret desire, that creative drive in us. Maybe it's to be remembered. Maybe it's to tell the story that changes everything. Maybe it's redefining a genre. Maybe it's just having fun. Maybe your goal is to create something worthy of being fanficked. Maybe your goal is to create something that somebody will cosplay at a convention. Those are valid goals and kind of some of mine. What, what, what do you want from your creativity? Because I guarantee you, the one thing you don't want is a specific word count. And I'm afraid so many of us have forgotten that. I, I see it in the community. I talk to a lot of you in various places and through various means. And I keep seeing it coming back to these numbers, these numbers, these numbers. And when we start talking about other things, I, I watch your eyes get glazed over. And that worries me. Because again, nobody dreams of a word count. We all dream of something specific. Do you want to write the next book that's going to be turned into a movie franchise? What is it that you want? Be unrealistic. Dream. That's what we're talking about here. Dreams. Because the crazier your dream, the more likely it is to happen, to be honest. Because it's the crazy ones that motivate us to get things done. Hi, Charlie. It's Ems again, and I am freaking obsessed with this game. And does it have to do with horror and sci-fi and writing? No, not at all. But it does have it does have to do with me being able to play a game where I can control what's happening and make money at the same time without too much trouble. And that's that's what I would like life to be. You too? Yeah. 
So my husband recently found on Microsoft uh, Xbox this game called House Flipper, and I guess it's kind of old, but I adore it. Basically, you go in, you can redo houses, sell them for more money to get bigger houses and bigger houses. Now, there aren't really a lot of spooky things, but they do have an occasional area which has Halloween stuff in it. Um, rugs and um, cool pumpkins that light up and show skeletons on the wall. Uh, skeletons that can be on your wall. Uh, coffins and a kitty cat. Of course, we have to have the black cat. And what is the other thing? Oh, vampire hands that like kind of come out of the wall and you can hang towels and stuff on them. Kind of cool. Oh, and of course, tombstones. Anyway, so I have been playing this game for quite a while. When you very first start out, it's kind of hard to get stuff done because you're at a low level. You can't hit very hard when you're tearing down walls. You can't paint very fast and you can't, you know, do what you need to do. Once you start getting strong, though, and right now I have almost all the points, so woohoo me. I've sold like 20 houses, and I've gotten a lot of achievements, <laughs> and it feels like I'm succeeding. And don't we want to feel like that in life? Just, can I just succeed? Is that like too much to ask? I just want to succeed once in a while. So these games make me feel like I'm succeeding. And um, I was really excited to get to the space one. There's a house on the moon one that costs like $400,000. And I finally made that much. And I was like, yeah, I get to go to the moon. But when I went there, it wasn't as fun as I thought. It's not very... You can't mold it as much as you would think that you could. So so that's why that one was not fun. However, my favorite one, and this is kind of odd, is the Home from Home Alone. Now, you would think like, what? It's Home Alone. That's kind of cheesy. It's a Christmas story that we all kind of watch because it's on um, <laughs> at, at Yule time. However, uh, it actually was really cool because I went into the house and um, and at the bottom of the stairs, there's like paint that had spilled from like hitting the rubbers, you know, in the head. And you go in the back and there's that like stairway where he comes to the door and, zzz, you know, with his hand and keeps falling down in the ice. That's kind of cool. The power when you go into the house is off. So you have to go down into the basement and fix the transformer and stuff. But that is so cool. And each room that they filmed in is is in this blueprint of a house and it's it's so fun and you know of course I destroyed everything and, and redid it but <laughs> that's my prerogative that's what Ems does but I thought it was really cool to be able to go into the home alone I wish they made more houses that were to movies like the Beetlejuice house or you know the Adams Family house something fun like that would have been really cool so tips if you're gonna play this game and it is on Microsoft Xbox, and I don't get any kickbacks. I wish I did, or else I'd be buying more games. <laughs> just make sure that when you first start, they have you doing these jobs. And so just do the jobs as quickly as you can and make enough money to actually buy another house. And once you start buying houses and remaking them, you don't even have to do those stupid jobs anymore. You just keep buying houses, remaking them, and making it beautiful. You should... Also, replace as much stuff as you can in the house because it can double or triple your money. Tear the place apart. Redo the rooms. Tear down those walls. It's like really fun demoing, just like gutting the whole place. And what's cool is, so two houses have these like secret rooms. So when you start tearing down walls, you're like, wait a minute, what? This, this room doesn't even have a door. What is in here? And when you find out, there's like, 
either tons of money or there's like a painting that's worth $57,000 or something like that. So awesome. So find those little hidden gems. And the coolest part about this house fixer upper thing is even though it doesn't have a lot of horror or sci-fi stuff, you can kind of use the furniture as you can with like whatever colors you want. And if you goth out the house, then either make it black and white stripes or make it, you know, dark blood red, which they do have that paint color, which is so awesome. You can make your house like that and it doesn't really seem to affect the price. As long as you make sure the radiators are working, make sure they have a nice bathroom and a bedroom and a, you know, living room and a big kitchen, as long as you make sure they have the elements, the colors and stuff don't really matter. So that's pretty cool because they don't punish us for being goth or gothing at our house. So that's my geeky game tip for this week. <laughs> Love ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so very much. You know, I really want to Beetlejuice house. I do. I do. I I, I, I am secretly L- Lydia Dietz. Like, this is what happened when Lydia Dietz grew up. She realized she was bisexual and trapped in the wrong body her entire life and became me. A creepy writer who writes weird stuff. Yeah. Dude, if they had the Beetlejuice house, I would be there in a heartbeat to play that game. I've realized over the last couple weeks that I really do make everything I touch a little bit more gothy. Like that, that is my signature move. And in a way it makes me feel guilty that I'm not doing like wild, crazy goth hair and doing makeup and stuff for my like streams. So I may have to fix that because yeah, I've definitely been like figuring stuff out. Like I am working on a romance series that I cannot wait for that has been lovingly, lovingly (laughs) given the name of Trampire by Mama Maggie Ward. And yeah, I, I found myself sitting back kind of redefining my idea of what American Gothic would look like. And doing it in a way that I'm not saying that I haven't seen before, because that's not true. Like I've seen everything because that's just the nature of, of the world, but in a way that I found very exciting to actually bring to life and to make into something for the world. So yeah, let's make everything a little gothy, shall we? Especially now that we're getting into winter, like shouldn't everything be just a little bit gothed out? I mean... The trees are losing their leaves. They're putting their goth on. And I don't even know what that means anymore. I really don't. Like, it's not that I've lost track of my roots. Because, yeah, I I still live in a house with all my skulls and skeletons and ravens. And all that. And my gargoyles. And my gothic aesthetic. And I listen to my goth music. And... I've been disconnected from the subculture for a very long time because it got kind of toxic and it goes through cycles like all subcultures do. And that's kind of when I realized, like, I don't know if I want to just reconnect with the subculture or I just want to do my own thing and see what I attract around me. Because that's kind of where I'm at right now. I I like the weird little place that I am. And I, I, I'm still calling myself gothy. I'm still calling myself a goth because it's the most natural way for me to describe that, which I am. 
I mean, all the fiction that I write is gothic in one way, in some way, shape, or form. I, I write very gothic romances. I write very gothic urban fantasy. I write very gothic science fiction. Like everything has that, those essential qualities of terror and the grotesque and the ancient, corrupted, falling apartness. Like all of the things that go into gothic literature. They're, they're scattered throughout everything that I do. And I might as well embrace it. I just might as well make it who and what I am. And even more so. And this is what I've kind of been talking about this entire time on this episode. Be your flippin' self. Because right now, that's the only thing that can't be taken away from us. We are living in perilous times where hoodlums of conformity are running around trying to make everyone look, act, and think the way that they do. And that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. I, I really don't even care about the ideology or anything else. Look, as long as you're not being hateful, I really don't care about you. I really don't have the time and energy to care about you. I just don't. So stop being hateful. That's all we ask of the universe. That's all we ask of you. Just stop being hateful. And that really shouldn't be too much to ask. I mean, it's the literally the least a person can do is not be devastatingly awful to other people. But maybe it's just the goth in me or my consummate black heart that I'm just like, eh, you know. But people are, as always, the worst. So what is it that moves you? I mean, for me, it's that dark, droning gloom that rises from the misty moors and comes in like a dense fog. That stifling of hope that we must all struggle against or succumb to if he's particularly cute. That's what motivates me. That's, that's where I come from. That's where I live. Where are you? What's your happy place? What is it that you're wanting to do? Because honestly, writing to the market is so passe. And trying to make other people happy is so passe. Where, where's your heart? Where, where is your soul? Where does your spirit live? What brings you unmitigated happiness? What makes you just chuckle like there's no tomorrow? Because once you find that, once you realize what it is that just gives you that level of joy, hold on to it. That thing is going to be what sustains you through the good times and the bad, through the ups and downs of your career. So what is it? Is it fantasy? Is it conlanging? Is it map making? Is it the intricacies of the word play that you do? Is it the dialogue? Is it the fight scenes? What is it? Is it the way that you think about the fairy's wings? Is it the mysteries that just beg to be solved? What moves you? What makes you want to keep doing this? Figure it out. Because that's your homework. That's what I'm wanting you to do until the next episode comes out. 
because we are going to go forward in this world together. We are going to find our voice together and we are going to make a stamp on this world together. You can do it. I have nothing but faith in you. Mainly because I have to believe that you can do it. I'm watching myself do it, and I am probably as close to a lost cause as you will ever make and that meet, and that's no self-deprecation there. <laughs> like, I am the queen of procrastination and the absolute master of putting things off and telling myself what is impossible. So if I can find the motivation to move forward, you certainly can. Alrighty. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that you would like to hear me do an episode about, please let me know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. I do believe they cut you off at one minute. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, go ahead and do that. It's youtube.com slash cedorset. I do live streams over there all the time. And who knows, you might actually enjoy some of that. <sighs> I hate this part, but it's important because capitalism, if you have a dollar that you could pass my way down in the show notes, you'll find a link to listener support, Patreon, and coffee. If you can afford to help me continue doing the things that I am doing, it would be a great, wonderful thing that would be so helpful right now. If you don't, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you to everybody who does. But if you don't have any money right now, that's 100% okay. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you could possibly know. I'm going to end this the way that I end everything because the world is on fire and we need to just bear certain things in mind. Remember, black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Trans identities are valid. No matter what happens in the next couple months, we are going to still have to fight for equality, for justice, and for a better, fairer world. So be out there, be loud, and be proud. And until next time, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.